everyone, welcome back to another episode of... I explained it slowly. Ew. <laughs> I, could, I was about to get rid of my burp, but then you just started the episode and I'm like, shoot, so I rolled with it. <laughs> That's so gross. <laughs> Funny, uh, I never, like, care for the whole burping thingy, uh-huh. but, like, at one point we would drink soda and intentionally try to, like, burp and talk at the same time, remember? You can You can roar. It's, yeah. It's, if you have fun with it, then it's fine. It stinks. Uh, but, yeah, like, have fun in life rather than, like, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that. It's like, life is boring. Yeah. Anyway, um, so our podcast is doing quite well. And considering... Are we at 100 yet? Oh my gosh, is today 100? Go no. double check. Was the P episode 100? No. That would be so funny. I don't, I don't think so. We're looking up, is it going to be... A, no, to, this episode would not be 100. So this, we're in episode 99. 99. Ooh. So, so our, nice. our, our podcast is doing quite well, and it's been... I would say a year has been almost. I got an I got a notification from Hover that we have thirty days to renew our domain. So it's is it no about a month away? No, we we we, our first episode was March twenty ninth. So yeah, yeah. about a month away. Yeah, yeah. So it's almost a year and it's been going really well. And I kept and like every day or every time we release an episode we would look at the stats and like how many downloads did we get today how many downloads did we get for this episode just so we know like because we on this podcast we talk about a variety of topics Mm -hmm. right and so we kind of just want to know like what kind of topics are people more interested in Mm -hmm. but it's also really hard to figure out based on just the numbers because sometimes they didn't listen to it yet they just downloaded it yeah or or depending on whatever podcast service you have like it's automatic download so it's not like it tells us whether you listen to it or if you like the pot the episode it does not tell us that it does not that's what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so these numbers don't really in the end mean anything Mm -hmm. but it's nice to see that our numbers are constantly going up per episode Mm -hmm. and we're constantly talking about like joking about how in the earlier days when we were recording there's an episode where we talk about dimitri's french French cuisine culture and you know and that episode's up until today, it has the least amount of listeners of all the 99 episodes that we're going to have. It's like the lowest well, number of downloads. The poor thing. And, and of course, people never go back to the older mm-hmm. episodes to listen. And that's They're evergreen. The- you can listen to any of them. None of them have anything to do with like current events or anything. Right. So it's like, please go listen to her past episodes. So, please prop up French cuisine. <laughs> so because of that, we're going to give it another go. Oh, so we're don't gonna- <laughs> listen to our old episodes. Listen to the new fresh version of us. <laughs> So, so we're going to give the French cuisine another go. And yeah, let's talk about French cuisine. And there's specifically one thing that we really like to do at home is make French crepes. And there's a, an episode not too long ago where we talk about, what is it? Uh, we talked about baking powder or baking soda, mm-hmm. right? And it's used to like help things form and then somehow we got into talking about crepes but then you never shared a recipe Mm -hmm. so how do you make good french crepes okay before we get into that (laughs) i thought you were going on this whole tirade of like doing well in episodes and all this to tell everyone that the episode about poop was the one that did the best oh yes by the way (laughs) it did do the best so thank you to listening to the poop episode um very enlightening um (laughs) 
Anyway, now we know what our audience like: poop and not no food, or French food. <laughs> Wait, I don't know what I'm saying. Blah blah blah. Okay. In any case, uh, how to make French crepes? Uh, first of all, you need to use a pan. That's just the last step of this, but I want to bring it up because there was like an actual scientific paper that found out that, hey, if you use a pan to make crepes, you will get the most success. Like there was a certain technique um, mm-hmm. and with a pan, it's the best. Uh, so I It's a fa- swirling of it's the a, pan. It's a swirling the- of the pan. The the whole thing where you have the, the hot plate and then you have the little stick to like make a even thing makes inadequate crepes. But that's for show. It's and for also, show. And also like... Just to point out. Structure, too. And structure, too. Those crepes that they do with the, the little flat circle, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, hot plate. grill hot plate with the stick that they kind of spread it around. Mm-hmm. Like, doing it that way gives you a really thick crepe, which makes sense because you're eating it on the go often and you're holding it in your hands. You're not eating it from a plate. Mm-hmm. So. But at home, you can have better. So, uh, let's go over how to make the best crepes at home. So grab yourself a bowl and insert into this bowl. And just just notice we do not have a recipe. Every time Dimitri makes it, it's all about eyeballing it. And it turns out fine every single time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And in the show notes, we'll put down like actual measurements that you can use. Um, I'm just going to describe the method. Yeah. If that makes sense. Because I have no clue what the measurements are. We we wrote them down at one point. You can use them as a base. uh, And like it's hard to mess it up. Secret to all recipes... It's not that the recipe magically is better when you have a perfect round number of something. It was just that's easier to write down rather than the ideal number that some recipe might need. Like, yeah, it's never going to be 536 grams of sugar, please. It's, they're just going to round it to 500. Because if you put 500 or 600, it's going to make no difference. Uh, like, you'll taste the difference. It's not going to ruin it in one yeah, direction yeah. or the other is my point. depending on how, how big of a, a round off you do. Because yeah. 300, uh, 536, to that's an extra 36 grams of sugar. That makes a difference. Especially, you know, when you're making something that, like, taste is a, a main part of it, right? Mm-hmm. Or salt. An extra pinch of salt, an extra, you know, teaspoon of salt makes a huge difference. Well, d- it depends on the, on the quantity of stuff you're making, too. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're making a big quantity of something, you need a big quantity of salt to, like, back it up. Right, but what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. is... Depending on round things off, you don't just round, oh, 536, you round it to 500. That's a huge round off. You're like, it may, it does matter. If it's like it's maybe under 10%. five or, but it's huge though. If no, you're talking I would say, about. I would say under 10, within 10% is probably not significant. No, I For don't, baking. I don't agree. Okay. In any case, <laughs> uh, we're not doing chemistry. We're doing crepes. Um, and like you can tweak as you go and I'll tell you like what signs you need to look for. Um, so for crepes, the major ingredient is basically going to be some sort (laughs) of liquid, uh, and flour. Um, so we're going to start with flour. You'll probably want like a cup's worth. I usually like whatever bowl I have. Um, I usually go for like a fourth of the bowl and I I go on the side. So like I just aim and I say, that looks good. Uh, So check the measurements. That'll help you out a lot better. Depending on the bowl size. Oh my gosh. Um, Maybe like a 10th of that amount of flour is going to be sugar. Um, And just to like sweeten up the batter a little bit, you can probably leave out the sugar entirely though. I would leave a little bit in because it's going to crisp up the, the, the crepe. Like, as you're cooking it. It depends on what flavor you're trying to go for, too, No, no, right? no I'm, I'm talking purely like... from a from a cooking point of view. 
like the sugar is going to help brown the batter. Mm -hmm. Just like when you make cookies, cookies are almost entirely butter and sugar. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if you put uh, flour in the cookie, you're going to make it more bready and more Mm cakey rather than more of a cookie. Mm-hmm. So the sugar content actually has, like, an impact on the cooking experience. So you do need a little sugar. So I'm not going to say, like, don't leave leave the sugar out. No, do have some sugar. Um, add a little bit of salt, like a pinch or two. Um, like, again, a tenth of the sugar and salt amount. Again, check the show no, notes. That's not even right. A tenth of the show. Oh, my goodness. Um, I do it visually. So, again, like, I, like, I have the flour, this one white substance, another white substance, and a third white substance. They're all slightly different whites. And it's, like, once it looks appropriate in my bowl, I'm, like, happy. I'm regretting this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's excellent. You're so chaotic in okay, your explanation. So, we have all our dries. Uh, you can be fancy and pre-mix the dries. It's not going to make a difference because we're going to have a liquid batter. So, um, once that's good, the secret to a French family's crepes is you want to have some sort of beer as the first liquid. Um, so if you have like a bottle of beer, you can imagine you want to use like the first fifth of that bottle, like just enough to make a mushy molasses of dough. Does it have to be beer or can it just be anything bubbly? So we've experimented. Uh, anything bubbly also works. So if you have like a soda stream and you have you can carbonate water, totally fine. The beer adds a little bit of flavor, which you may or may not like. Um, I, I feel like that's just uh, someone's excuse just to drink the beer. It's like, oh, well, this beer is now open. What am I mm-hmm. going to do? I'll just drink it. <laughs> well, that's not my excuse because I don't even drink the beer after. Yeah. I just like cork just, it, yeah. leave it in the in the fridge, and then eventually we throw it out because it defizzed or we make more crepes with it. Yeah. Like that's all I use beer for. Um, so uh, you want to use just enough beer to make a mushy uh, like molasses of dough. If you think of it this way, if you have like a whisk and you were to mix it up, you want it such that th- basically everything ends up in the whisk and is like, I didn't want it to be in the whisk, <laughs> but that's the amount of beer that you want to use. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so you, you add just enough beer to get everything wet. Uh, you mix it up. You don't want to have a dry dough. You want to have a wet dough. It's pretty point. much you want a splash of it. And a splash is probably No, it's a significant like, amount. It's like a fifth it? of the bottle. A fifth of the bottle? Okay, yeah. a fifth of a regular size beer bottle. There yeah. you go. Yeah, you want to get the whole thing starting to be wet so you mix it up so so far we have depending on the bowl 40 percent flour 10 percent of, of the flour of and sugar 10 percent of the, of the sugar, sugar salt. salt oh and i forgot an egg <laughs> add an egg to that um uh the general rule is like one egg per liter of crepes i don't know if that means anything to anyone it doesn't mean anything to me i go for one egg for like I'm going to make 20 crepes-ish. That's like one egg-ish. <laughs> it's the size of the bowl. If I have a bigger bowl, there's more eggs involved. I don't know like what adding too many eggs or too few eggs like does to the recipe. I've never tried. Makes it richer. Yeah, it makes it richer probably. So in any case, for the quantity that I did, which makes no sense to you because I didn't give you an absolute measurement, and an egg is an absolute measurement. I can't give you a proportion of egg to flour. Put well, an egg well, in. Well, not every egg weighs the same too. So there you go. You round it off to one egg. Exactly. Um, so put an <laughs> egg in there, then add your beer, mix it up. It makes a goopy ball a of dough. It's a wet dough, though. It's There's no part of this that's dry. But you know you get it's the It's not beer, a liquid batter, though. And you know you have the beer proportion correctly if all the, the batter is Ends inside up in the whisk. your whisk. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, it's too much. If it's like starting to ooze out of the whisk, use too much beer. Try again next time to use a little bit less. But the recipe is not ruined. Okay. Because right, it, again, you're it doesn't matter. Water. You're, you're still, still going to add milk. Oh, milk. Oh, yeah. my bad. No, it makes a difference. Um, well, what if you're lactose intolerant? Wait, does it, it matter? Oh, right, because you're cooking it, yeah. so it shouldn't matter. Um, cooking it breaks down the sugars, and mm. therefore you tend not to like have repercussions from it. Okay. Because as we talked about in our... Did in we our ever, poop episode. Did we talk about in the poop episode? That you have... No, how, how lactose intolerance works. I don't know. Listen to that episode and then tell us whether we <laughs> talked about it or not. And if we didn't, we'll make an episode on it. Uh, okay, so moving on. Uh, you get your, your wet ball of batter. You don't want it to like ooze out of the whisk. You want it to kind of get stuck in there, but you want it to be wet. Um, at this point, furiously get it out of your whisk because you didn't actually want it in the whisk. <laughs> let's, let's be frank here. You wanted it in the bowl. Um, and you're just using a whisk to get everything mixed up. You have flour, sugar, salt, egg, and beer so far. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the next thing you want to add is milk. And this part is where you want to judge it carefully. So, First, add enough milk to kind of get it out of your whisk and mix it up such that the batter is now mixed, like, uniformly. Like, there's no, like, solid parts and liquid parts. You just want it to be uniform at this point. Um, But at the same time, you do want to work fast because you do have your your bubbly liquid that you use to make this. You don't want to lose all the bubbles in the process. So Um, does whisking it too much deflates your bubble? uh, I would say, like, whisking it vigorously does. You basically just want to mix it um and incorporate uh so add enough milk to do that and then you want to start adding milk and be careful because you want it to be liquid enough where if you were to take a spoon and dip the back of a spoon and lift it up and watch the the batter drip the down. batter drip down you don't want the batter to like cling to the back of the spoon but you also don't want it to like fall off completely and then not be on the spoon anymore you mm-hmm. want it to make a uniform very thin coating mm-hmm. on the spoon. And this is how you're going to make either a really thin um, crepe or it might be too thin and like be impossible to work with or it might be too thick. I wonder, does that spoon test really matter? Because if you put very little or a lot on a pan, you get a thick layer. No, you no, put no. little, you get a thin no, layer. No, so this is important because we're basically going to do the same thing on the pan that we did with the spoon. So when you put the batter on the pan, you're going to swish it around and get rid of it. Uh, So you want uh, basically the thinnest layer that you can get. You just want enough to coat the bottom of the the pan, any excess you dump out because you don't want the crepe to be thick. Yeah. Got it. Um, And that's the secret to a good crepe is you want something that's very thin, but also something that didn't crisp up and become like a cookie. So does that mean you want the batter to be liquid enough that... It can swoosh. It swoosh like it slides around the pan easily without. Mm-hmm. But you don't want it to be water onto the. Oh, you don't want. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so it needs to be liquid, definitely. Um, so you are gonna add enough milk where it's going to make the batter into a liquid batter. Mm-hmm. But once it starts becoming liquid, you want to test with that spoon and just to make sure that like it's gonna be thick at first and like not drip off the edges. But at a certain point, you're gonna reach a point where. It's going to, like, fall off the top of the spoon, but kind of, like, settle on the rim of the spoon as mm-hmm. it's, like, dropping down. And just when it reaches that point, that's when you can start, like, saying, okay, let's try cooking one and see how it happens. The first few, because there's no recipe involved in any of this, are going to be chaotic. Because, one, the pan is at a different temperature. One, like, there's a whole bunch of variables. So, 
feel it as much as you can. Mm-hmm. You're going to end up making a bunch of crepes out of the amount that you've like made. So it's totally not a problem to mess up a handful of them. If you get it too thick, it's going to be very rubbery and not pleasant. Mm. Um, especially with regard to the temperature of the pan. The lower the temperature, the easier it is to get like something that's really uniform. But also the easier it is to either uh, make it super rubbery if the batter is too thick or super crispy if the batter is too thin. Mm-hmm. So you want to have like a slightly below medium but above low kind of temperature. And uh, the great test for this is if you were to lick your index finger and set it on the pan quickly, you feel like a fizz, but you don't burn yourself. If that makes sense. Like, that's when you know the pan Touch is... and lift. Don't leave your finger. Yeah, there. touch and lift. <laughs> and definitely have some moisture on your finger, whether that's from the faucet if you're fancy, or you just lick it because you're making them for yourselves and who cares. Uh, you COVID! Want... Yeah, co- well, you're cooking it. You cooked... The... It's a hot freaking pan. Everything's dying. Um, so you want to heat the pan just to the point where if you were to lick your finger and set it on the pan, it makes a, a quick uh, and instantly recognizable pssst. Uh, where the moisture boils basically and protects your finger. It's the magic of that. Um, and it will go ahead and like tell you the pan is hot enough. You don't want it hotter than that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So once it's hot enough, you want to, or perhaps as it's warming up, you want to oil it. Um, just vegetable oil with like a piece of napkin, and then you can kind of get the rest of it. You'd want to coat it though. Um, people use butter. It's fancy, but you don't need butter. Like it will just Butter like burn. So quickly yeah, too, so, so it's really hard. Use to... use vegetable oil because vegetable oil burns at like a very high temperature, and you're never going to get it high enough where that's going to be a problem. And you need something to prevent it from sticking to your pan. So use a good nonstick pan. Though a pan that's hot enough with oil will be nonstick by like virtue of like how this whole thing works. Believe me, uh, I've seen crepes made on the most atrocious pans, it won't stick if you have it hot enough and oiled. It's the key piece. <laughs> um, okay, so now that you have a pan, you want a pan that is flat um, at the bottom, has like, I don't care what the curves look like, but you want it big enough for the, the crepes that you want to make. If you want ginormous crepes, you need a ginormous pan. Just part of the deal. Just have a pan. Have a pan. Find a ladle that will get you just enough batter for your pan. This is going to take trial and error over months. But you said it doesn't matter because you're dumping the excess out anyway. Yeah, but if you can get it just right, you feel good about yourself. I guess, do you need to be careful when you dump it out back out? Because the the batter that you're dumping out from the pan is now hot in a way. No. So you might c- cook the the bowl. Yeah, so this is, this is the technique. So you want your pan to be warmed to exactly the temperature that you need it. In your left hand, I'm right-handed, so in my left hand is the pan. Uh, and in my right hand is the ladle. So I, I ladle just enough batter. Uh, I lift the pan off the heat. I pour the batter and twirl the pan to instantly coat the whole thing. And then once the thing is fully coated, if there are little few spots here and there that are not coated, ignore them. You need to do this quickly. Pour the batter out of the pan and back into the bowl. So you want just, you want to get it so that way you're so good at this that your ladle has enough batter in it that you don't really need to pour it back in the bowl. But you want enough in there where you can kind of like get all the spots. If you miss any spots, like go quickly with the ladle and put like a little drop here and there, like you can still fix it. At this point, put the pan back on the heat. 
um, same temperature that it like needs to be. You might want to lower it a little bit at this point, and you want to watch the edges of your crepe. Your edge, the edges of your crepe are going to start to brown, um, probably faster than the rest. And once they start to brown ever so slightly, you want to orient the pan such that that brown part is towards you, and you'll use your fingers to lift that part of the crepe and flip it. This might seem scary. Hot pan, fingers, like, what could go wrong? Now, if you do it long enough, you'll burn off all your fingertips and sensations, no. and you'll be fine. No. So the goal is not to do that. Uh, something you can <laughs> do is use, like, a wooden spoon to, like, chisel at the the crispy part of the crepe that just formed. You don't want this crispy part to happen too quickly. You want to, like, manage it such that you are comfortable, so lower the Bottom heat. Bottom or... line is flip your damn crepe. Yeah, flip your damn crepe. <laughs> Uh, and be comfortable flipping it with your fingers because it's very delicate. So what you want to do is you want to grab the crepe. Once you grab it away from the pan, it's fine. And you want to peel it away from the pan. And once you peel it away from the pan, you can flip it and put it back. You're not going to get the fancy uh, flip the crepe with the pan on the first like iteration of well, this. Well, you can because it's fused it's, to the pan. Yeah, exactly. It's fused to the pan. So you need to unfuse it from the pan. Get it on the other side. And once it's on the other side, it's no longer going to be fused to the pan. So you're going to have one half of the crepe that's going to be like a perfect uniform color. And the other half of the crepe is going to have little bubbles that like cooked. And those little bubbles are because those are the parts that are touching the pan now. Um, so at this point, you just want to cook the other side. So that way it's not like a goopy uncooked batter. Uh, and just enough, basically. And at this point, you can set aside the crepe and re-oil your surface, probably with a napkin that's still full of oil, and then take two, like do another crepe. If you find that your crepe is like too thick and rubbery, add a little milk, try again. If you find that your cake is like way too thin and it's like falling apart and nothing is working, you probably added too much milk. You can very carefully take another bowl, put a little bit of flour in it, take your batter that you made pour it into the bowl and mix with the flour and this way you don't end up with lumps if you put the flour into the big bowl of liquid full of lumps if you take flour into a little bowl and add a little bit of liquid then you can get rid of the lumps first once you get rid of the lumps you can reincorporate um and that's how you make crepes oftentimes uh i will have two pans because it takes a little bit of time for like one to finish so as one side cooks, I flip it onto the second pan, and then I use the same pan to, like, cook the same sides, basically. And I have, like, a little uh, conveyor belt of crepe action going. And then you can just stack your finished crepes on a plate, basically. Um, they can be rewarmed at the very end pretty easily just by putting the whole thing in a pan on low heat and covering it. That will rewarm the whole stack. Uh, and then it's time to enjoy your crepes. So how do you like to enjoy my family's recipe of crepe. What's your... I like fruits. Strawberry, bananas, whipped cream. So... Sometimes chocolate. So there's also... You know, the normal, typical... Crepe stuff. Crepe that you see. Yeah. Um, the neat thing about uh, these crepes is they are super thin, so you can enjoy a lot of them without, like, But the problem getting with these crepes is they're so thin you cannot pick them up off the plate. So, therefore, yeah, you don't have to stuff eat them it. too much. You have to eat it with a knife and a fork. Okay, if you make a gigantic crepe, yes. Yeah, if you you're make... filling it with fruits and whipped cream, of course. Don't you have fill to... it. Okay, so... How he... am I supposed to eat he... it then? Here's, here's the, the secret. No, no uh, secret. You have your, your crepe. It's circular don't in shape. Don't tell them the secret. Um, you want to make, like, a little tamale. Is it called a tamale? 
Depends. I don't know. Whatever you have in your culture that is like a rolled up thing with stuff inside. A roll up tortilla. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah. I, I would describe it as a crepe because that's what I'm used to. But um, yeah. Uh, you want to kind of fill the in the the middle strip with stuff and then roll it up. And when you roll it up, you end up with like a... a <laughs> Like a limp, <laughs> a, a limp roll of something, but the crepe is just there to like barely hold its contents, and then you can enjoy the contents. The classical, like no no fanciness crepe that probably no one's ever heard of because they'll never sell this at a restaurant. You'll only find this in home cooked stuff. Is because just people won't pay for it. It's yeah, just... but no one will pay for this. But it's no gonna pay ten dollars for a crepe that is just sugar. Yeah, but what it is is. You have your crepe, you just sprinkle sugar with like a spoon on it, and you just roll it up, and you have like the sweetness of the sugar with the um, softness of the crepe. There's a Nutella crepe, cup of Nutella. Do you think, do you think you take... that's because people were poor back then, and that's how you get rid of like... You don't make crepes often, this is a delicacy. You're enjoying it with your sugar. Well, kind of like, how do you get rid of old bread? You make French toast. No, you so have to go. You go out of your way. You need fresh ingredients. You need flour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a. This is not a getting rid of old stuff uh, recipe. Crepes are generally like made once a year as like a special occasion at home. Mm-hmm. Um, or, is it? <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Or when you're like entertaining guests, I guess, outside of France who have never had crepes. Um, so. Uh, there's Nutella crepes, which are super common. Um, this was supposed to be a fast episode, and we're 25 minutes in. It's supposed to be a five-minute episode. Well, I didn't know how long it would take. I'm, fas- I'm passionate about this. Yeah, uh, I can if, see that. But if, you don't make me crepes. If you, I do make crepes. Like, can you make me crepes tonight? Yeah, I'll make you crepes tonight, and we'll get fat. Um, <laughs> uh, whatchamacallit? Oh, Nutella crepes. Something very important about Nutella. Do not use, like, you can use a knife, I guess. Uh, to spread the Nutella. Um, if you use a spoon, do not use a spoon to scoop Nutella. This is going to end in in like sadness. Because a crepe is very thin and the Nutella is very thick. And you're probably going to like You're going to tear it. it. Yeah. So if you can pre-warm your Nutella somewhere. And I know people say don't do this. Like make it a little softer. That's going to help. But if you use the back of your spoon, that's going to help a lot as well. So the back of the spoon yeah, is because it's sp- caved out, and that's how you use it to spread. Exactly. You, you never spread with the caved in part of I know, the but people like, may not know that. People who have never had <gasps> to suffer through this with crepes. So if you use the... That's why you don't use a spoon. You use a butter knife to spread stuff. Okay, but a spoon works better with crepes because it's a more s- smooth surface, and you can not rip the crepe with the sharp edge of the knife. Um, use the handle of your butter knife yeah exactly uh, but if you use the back of the spoon the nutella is still like thick enough to stick to it but you can use the back to like swish it around on the crepe gently because the crepe is very delicate it's really yeah the, it's it's very nutella it's like so hard i never bother with it because the crepe that you make isn't a firm thick mm-hmm. piece of batter no, it's super thin it's it's so but that's what thin, makes it so good it's so wimpy that like it has no shape to it whatsoever. So you touching it like breaks it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, so what else can you make with these crepes? Oh, you can make multi-layered crepes because again, since they're so thin, you're not like eating one and then be like, I'm stuffed. You'll eat like a handful of them. So you can make a two-layered crepe. One layer, you put a little sugar. I, lo- I love to put brown sugar with crepes. 
get another layer, you can put your Nutella, get a third layer, put your fruits, roll it up, and now you have like a multi-layered um, milfeuille kind of uh, thing. Oh, it's not a milfeuille. There's a special kind of cake. I have no idea what this is called. I've only ever seen it in Japan, which is weird because it's not Japanese. It's like French food, uh, but whatever. Uh, they will take a crepe and they'll put a very thin layer of whipped cream. And then they'll put another crepe on top of that, put a very thin layer of whipped cream, another cake on top, put a thin layer of whipped cream, and they'll make a stack of crepes with whipped cream, and you can cut it like a cake, and you end up with, like, a stacked crepe cake. Um, it's like, the crepe ends up being soft from the whipped cream, and then... Well, it's already soft. Yeah, it's already soft. Uh, so yeah, that's, like, another thing you can do with crepes. And, again, you end up making, like, at least 10 or 20 with, like, one bowl. Which right, is enough to serve you, like because it's three or four people. Of the, the bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's easy to make a bunch and then just like wrap them up and then microwave or put them back in the pan to rewarm them uh, so you can eat them later. Uh, yeah, make crepes. They're fairly like easy for what is involved. Sounds so much work, actually. Well, like I described it in detail, but whenever I'm doing it, it's not something that takes more than 20 minutes. Well, that's really. because you've done it before. But for the people who don't know how to make crepes, it's going to be like, oh my God, I need to grab a pen and a pencil. Okay. Check the show notes. Yeah, I have a bowl here. Okay. He said 40% of this bowl. Now to figure out what the volume of this bowl can hold and then do 40% of that. But it's flour though. So how does... <laughs> Okay, uh, new new strategy. Watch a bunch of videos of people making crepes in France on YouTube, and then come back to this episode once you like watch all that and take my pointers and like modify along the way. Here's an easier way: buy crepes. (laughs) Just make friends with a French person, and they'll make you crepes. Yeah, every French person knows this recipe. Like they're it's built into their soul. Uh, to know how to make crepes. See, I refuse to learn it because... She's Dimit- not French. Dimitri, no, it's also Dimitri doesn't cook anymore. And I used to love that about him. But now that, like, he doesn't like to do anything around the house, like cooking. I'm like, it's the one thing that I can still have him do for me. So she refuses to learn. I refuse to learn. I mm. refuse, refuse. Smart person. Yep. But yeah, uh, it's, it's built in knowledge in every French person's brain. Um, oh, funny story about crepes. Uh, I've, like, learned how to make crepes from a very young age due to French father. Um, and as a result, like, anytime family would come, I would make crepes for everyone. And one time, uh, like, months later, my family comes over and she's like, Hey, Dimitri, can you make me some craps? I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> I have a lot. <laughs> I have a lot, but it's for me in the toilet to to discuss. Uh, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Craps, you know, those, uh, they're really good. I'm like, mm. <laughs> I, I had lots of question marks at this point. And then at a certain point, she described what it was. I'm like, oh, you mean crepes. Um, because crepes is like the closest thing that you can say to that crap that rep- that resembles the french word which is crepe um so like yeah if you're gonna call them something call them crepes don't call them craps uh and with that i'm out bye my drop <laughs> like this is such an awkward ending with that i'm out <laughs> all right bye thanks for listening make some crepes i guess say bye <laughs>